Welcome to the Metro Minute, Loving Learning Edition, hosted by Alyssa Quarles, Director of Learning and Instruction, and Liz Farthing, EdTech Specialist at Metro Christian Academy in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Here we collaborate with educational leaders in the K-12 world to dive deeper into all things professional development and ed tech. Our goal is not just to empower you to grow as a professional in the classroom, but to encourage you as a lifelong learner who educates out of the overflow of your flourishing mind, body, and spirit. We are so excited to learn together. Today we're talking about our tech acronym and we're doing a deep dive into E for Enrich. So at Metro, we believe that educational technology can positively impact student learning as well as teacher development and collaboration and really just give us a holistic approach to teaching the learners that we have been given. Liz, when you say enrich the process for our students, what would you say are some of the outcomes that are enhanced specifically by educational technology? I think it really puts learning in the hands of students and it gives them ownership over the process. Um, Some tools that come to mind when thinking through how students can take charge of learning. We are a Google school, so we utilize Google Classroom daily and every hour in the secondary and even our elementary uses it. And it's just a helpful point and place for our students to understand exactly what's expected of them through clear assignments with deadlines, they can view teachers' lesson plans and plan out, you know, their time management skills. Um, and we also utilize Swivel, which allows teachers to record themselves either live or during a plan so that students can review anything they've missed. And that's helpful for an absent student. But that's also helpful for the kiddo that maybe their dog passed away last night and mm. they were super upset mm-hmm. or, you know, they're having a really hard time with a friend and that's kind of occupying their mental space. Mm -hmm. And so they didn't just learn about algebraic equations fully in the 50 minutes that they were given. And so it allows them to go back and learn what they need to learn and, and see what they missed. And so those are two ways that we utilize tools to help put learning in the hands of our students. And it also gives them 21st century skills for life, which is what we are all about. Yeah. So I'm hearing Google Classroom and Swivel, and I'm sure there are many other tools. These are kind of like a little teacher in your pocket. So when you're at home or you walk away from that classroom moment, you have these tools that can point you back to what happened in the classroom. Is that Exactly. Perfect. Love that. Now, you also mentioned the teacher environment is something that's impacted. What does that look like? How can tech help us work smarter and not harder as teachers? Oh, my goodness. In every way imaginable. (laughs) I think that AI is a huge area that this can be utilized. I use AI so often. I think we used it together. What? Mm -hmm. Today? Yeah. We we did. (laughs) So you're right. We totally used AI for something we worked on together today. But sometimes I think the vibe of AI for teachers is a little bit terrifying. And I know we could do like a whole episode or series just on that. Can you give me like a little sneak peek as to why it doesn't have to be just a scary thing? Yeah, I think sometimes as educators, we go straight to, oh, well, AI is just a way for students to cheat. But actually, I think it's a way that we can really personalize learning. And it, mm. it gives us as educators more bandwidth to do the things that we cannot pass off to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really humanizes learning if you let it. 
Mm. Um, so a way that I use AI to take a big, especially at the end of the semester, to take a big thing off my plate is with review tools. So thinking through, okay, finals are coming up. We're going to be reviewing in class. How can I be doing that in a way that is personalized to my class, but yet helps my students prepare for what they need to prepare for. So mm-hmm. the tool of question well, I feel like I'm a broken record. I mentioned that like multiple times in our, our podcast episodes, but that will create specific, specialized to your content review tools using things like Google Forms that are self-grading. It just frees us up to build relationships with students, help those students who might be struggling, and it really does humanize the learning process. So going along with humanizing the learning process, I think sometimes when we think of technology, we think, oh, we're all turning into robots, and that's definitely not the case. A book that we really love here at Metro is called Tech with Heart. It's by Stacy Roshan, and she talks about technology in such a beautiful way by helping kids who might be more prone to anxiety or maybe are not going to be the kid that speaks up in class and using technology to reach those students and giving them a voice and giving them agency in the classroom. Alyssa, could you maybe tell us a little bit about how you view technology and how it can make us more empathetic as educators and bring empathy into the classroom? Mm. Yeah. One thing off the top of my head when I'm thinking about AI, sometimes technology enables us to see the gaps that we are not naturally seeing just looking at a piece of paper that has data on it. I mean, data analysis, that is a whole skill in itself. And even if that's something we're strong in, as people, we can still miss things. So having a second set of eyes, that really enables us to not only see those gaps, but give ourselves margin to do something about that. So when something is identified, not only do we have this sounding board where we have tools or another platform that we're able to partner with as a teacher, like you were saying earlier, we're then able to partner with students and give them a variety of tools to work with. The teacher and the student are able to work together to do the things that only people can do and really focus on that space of human learning processes. And then technology and ed tech, we're able to come alongside with those things, uh, equipping us to go farther than we were able to before. Well, speaking of tools, let's talk about some recommended ed tech tools specifically for enrichment. Liz, what do you have just off the top of your head? So this is a quick list. There's so many more. We are real big Canva gals here. Oh, Um, yeah. We use Canva daily for so many things. I think teachers can really benefit from Canva, but it's such a gift to give to our students as well. And it helps them be really creative and gives them voice once again. I really like Flip for giving students a voice outside of the classroom and maybe giving that student who needs a little bit more processing time the space to do that. Like I mentioned, Swivel, Google Classroom. Another fun one is Quizzes. So that's a gamified quizzing platform. There are a lot of those out there, but the reason that I like quizzes is because it's mastery based and so it doesn't allow the student to move on until they've truly mastered the content and so they might Mm. see a question 
22 times and that's okay because they're that's how many times they need to really get it and then it rewards them with the correct answers. Alyssa, what are some ed tech tools that you appreciate? Thinking back to my time in the classroom, one of them that jumps out to me are self-grading assessments. This is a time saver. I feel like we don't have time to not use it now that it's available. We mentioned Google Forms. If you set that up, it can grade a lot of the questions that you might offer by itself and it's an instant feedback for students. TeacherMade is another one of those. There's so many platforms that are utilizing that self-grade feature now. And of course, that gets to the level of questioning that we have because you know if we're asking really low-level questions, just like a yes or no, a multiple choice, you know whatever that might be, those are really great spaces to use self-grading. And then that enables us as educators to have more time to really do a deep dive with some of those higher-level questioning spaces. And that's just something that AI doesn't have a full capacity to do. Although it can partner with you, you can build rubrics in it. Using self-grading for some of those lower level question types will be really helpful. I know personalized learning with AI is also growing because so many companies are starting to utilize that. I know IXL, that's one of them, Dreambox. There's so many different platforms that will actually utilize AI to create a personalized learning experience for students with a specific content area instead of skills. So then that provides an extra space for practice in the areas that you're addressing together as a collaborative class. I'm really excited because we do have a special friend joining us on the episode today. Stephanie Bauer is joining us. And I had the privilege of being on a teaching team with Stephanie in third grade. We've both moved our classroom spaces right now. Stephanie, welcome. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do right now and what your journey's been? Well, thanks for having me today. This is really special. Right now, I am teaching STEM and teach kindergarten through fifth grade. So I get to spend about 40 minutes with every one of those kiddos a week. How have you collaborated with teachers using educational technology? What does that look like for you? So kind of going back to when I taught third grade, we had an opportunity to really look at how we communicated with parents and decided to kind of just make a shift from sending home a newsletter Mm. just to where everything was accessible Mm. because, you know, everyone's busy, (laughs) things Mm -hmm. get lost. So we created through Google, we created a website and we're able to update that weekly and keep that fresh so parents can access that 24-7. So when it's 10 o'clock at night and Mm -hmm. you're afraid you don't want to text someone and wake them, you have the ability to go back to find the information that you need. So that was a great way for us to shift to just something more accessible. And we all were able to contribute. We could all be working on it at the same time in our classrooms, updated. That was probably one of the most memorable Mm. because it was fun for us to figure that out together. Yes. Yeah, that is such a collaborative space. And then I feel like that creates more equity for parents too, because it's like there's one place that's available for people at any time of day, like you said, it really is enabling communication to spread. Mm -hmm. Love that. As a current third grade parent, I am so thankful for the work that you guys did Mm. to lay that foundation because it's still going strong today, several years later. And I love the fact that I can bookmark it on my phone and I can access it anywhere and everywhere, no matter what device I'm on. It's amazing. And if my child mysteriously loses a module 5.1 spelling list, very (laughs) hypothetically, (laughs) then I have access to it all the time. 
That's perfect. What an example of legacy, like something that you implemented, Stephanie, moons ago, and it's still going strong with a switch in the team. That's amazing. And lots lots of wrong clicks that we made mm-hmm. through that process. So it was a good learning experience. I for love sure. that. Learning together. That's, <laughs> that's good. Stephanie, could you share a specific example where EdTech has positively impacted your students in the classroom? So I feel like as far as a teacher, no matter what I'm teaching, I'm presenting information and directions, but I love having the technology as kind of a way for them to go back and find what they need as far as directions, examples, because I mean, we know all of our learners are so different and someone who is not a strong auditory processor, it's so nice for them to have that resource. So in the curriculum that I used in the classroom and then the curriculum that I'm able to use in STEM, it's just kind of a reinforcement and a way for kids to follow directions. And honestly, it just kind of boosts their interest Mm -hmm. too. And their self-confidence too because they have that there and it gives them just a feeling of being independent. Mm. So that's really increasing student responsibility and agency then in the classroom. Right. What an outcome. We love it. Love to see it. (laughs) (laughs) What What's some advice you could give for a fellow educator who wants to maybe boost their use of ed tech a little bit and especially prioritizing the empathy and human connection that is so important in the classroom? You have to look at what you're planning to do and think about, is this the best way that I can present this to my kids? I mean, it could be something that you've been doing for five or 10 years, but to be able to look at it through the lens of presenting it in a way that's engaging and supportive of your students, that helped me when I just allowed myself to stumble through things and learn, Mm -hmm. which is kind of what we expect our kids to do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm So I think as I've gone through the years, I've looked at how can I switch this to something that the kids can access, can feel like they can be independent, but that it can support their learning and build those technology skills that they need for the future. Mm. There's something that you said, treating our teachers in this learning process just like we're treating our students and that process of stumbling upwards into a growth moment. And I love how that really just correlates with this space of loving learning because we're really considering all people of all ages and all stages as learners. There's always something that we're growing in together. So I think that's really beautiful that that's an invitation that we as educators can be invited to as well. And just imagine the face of the student that shows me how to do something that I didn't already know how to do. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Yeah, because that happens every day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's amazing. So we always like to ask at the end of our show, everyone who's here, what you're learning right now, because we all do love learning. So Stephanie, can you share what you're learning right now? Okay, so as first year teacher for STEM, all of my new learning pretty much happens every day. But the one part that I really feel like I've struggled with and I've learned a lot with is our fifth graders have these amazing VEX kits that have robotic components to them. And there's a lot of wires Mm. and 
updating and pairing and IT has helped support me with this and lots of tutorials that I've watched. I feel like that is a place that I have zero experience Mm. and have had to just start from square one. And, you know, a few times I wanted to just toss them, (laughs) but I feel like I'm able to come back with like a success that makes mm. me just want to cheer. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh. That was the moment right there. <laughs> so I feel like uh, that is probably my biggest learning right now are VEX kits for fifth graders. Mm. I really love that you said you're utilizing IT, you're utilizing videos, you're poking around yourself. I mean, you have multiple streams in there that are partnering with you to figure this out. That's a beautiful, I think, example of collaborative learning. You're not just sitting in the corner and going, why won't it work? Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there's a space of, of wrestling with others. Well, I think you have to be in a place where it's okay to not know something. Mm-hmm. You just have to figure out where your resources are and utilize yes. them. That's so, so good. Yeah. Mm. I feel like when we have those wins too, we can't help but share that with students. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure you're like, hey, fifth graders, look what I learned. And that just makes them excited as learners. And it's a beautiful cascade effect. And it makes me appreciate the kids. Mm. I like when I get in situations where I'm the learner because it really does help me remember what it's like to new to learn new things yeah. and just appreciate their vantage point. That's yeah. really good. Liz, <laughs> what are you learning? I am learning about utilizing all the tiny little pockets of time that we have. Because as educators, time is a limited, very limited resource. This Um, is true. And so one thing that we have gotten to do this year... Alyssa and I came across this idea at ISTE and we could not wait to implement it at Metro is potty PD. (laughs) (laughs) And it sounds weird and it sounds like we're using bathroom humor and that's because we are. (laughs) Because Potty PD is a newsletter that I get to make every month for our faculty and staff to see as they are in the restroom. It's just been a really fun way to connect with faculty (laughs) in a space that we do not connect, thankfully, otherwise. But we've gotten some really positive feedback about like little shortcuts, keyboard shortcuts that we have on there or Mm -hmm. different ways they can implement Canva with students and for themselves and different ideas that otherwise we would have to wait till a PD day to share with them. Yeah. And instead we're using those free moments that they have really nothing else to look at. And we're just putting a positive spin on it. Positivity everywhere. And it's been a really cool thing too, because I've seen those in my spare moments (laughs) as also a space to highlight teachers who have wins in these areas. And it's encouraging to see that it's like, oh, this is a lot of people. This is a lot of wins. And there are a lot of great things that are happening. So I have also appreciated seeing those in those moments. Okay, Liz, my favorite part too is to see the showcase of the students and what they're learning. Because you know, you're not exposed to everybody and you don't really know what's going on in their class. So I love that because that is an opportunity for me to connect with those kids and bring up, hey, how's your keyboarding going? So I love that. That's maybe one of my favorites. 
That's awesome. That's I, like the perks of being a district, a yeah. K-12 school. Because, yeah, if you're a high school teacher in the basement, you are not hopping up to a first grade classroom. And so it's a space where we can highlight some of those fun things that otherwise you would probably not know are going on right in the same building as you. I never would have anticipated this, but it turns out Potty PD collaborates with students and teachers. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Alyssa, tell us what you are learning lately. Recently, media literacy has been one of those topics that I've learned a lot about through one of my classes. And I have just come to understand, I think this is true across many, many subjects, that we as a society a lot of times think that we really know about something and then find out that we really don't. And so I've come to understand media literacy is the ability to critically conceptualize, evaluate, and respond to media. And I know that seems like, okay, that's over there, but I really feel like this is important for K-12 education, especially as we can't go like an hour without seeing media somewhere, whether that's our phone, our computer, an advertisement, someone else talking about a product, like it's just everywhere. It's on our clothes. Just having an understanding of all of the inputs that are all around us, I think will be really important in the development of critical thinking and critical action that we are not only building in our students, but for ourselves. So just an awareness of this at all levels and then a questioning that starts to form to say, okay, what about this? So that's what I've been engaging with. I love that. Well, thank you, Stephanie, for joining us on this episode of the Loving Learning Podcast. Next time, we're going to look at our tech acronym and do a deep dive into C for Christian. So we'll be talking about how technology and our Christian worldview can coincide. Thanks for joining us on the Metro Minute, Loving Learning Edition, where we talk about all things professional development and ed tech for K-12 teachers in today's world. Find new episodes, resources, and more on our website at metroca.com slash podcast or on social media under Metro Christian Academy Tulsa. Stay curious and keep learning. See you next time.